Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today on this episode of the Loveland Libcast is Mark and Marcy from the Larimer County Economic and Workforce Development. Thank you all for joining the Loveland Libcast. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Daniel. Absolutely. We had this scheduled earlier, but the snow <laughs> prevented this from, from happening. But yeah. I'm, I'm just so happy that we could reschedule this. And you all are a partner of ours at the Loveland Public Library. We have some staff from the Larimer County Economic Workforce Development come into the library and they make appointments with people to get help with job searches and resumes and things like that. So I thought it'd be fun to have you all on here to talk more about this organization and what you all do so people can can learn more about it. So let's start off with who you all are and what your roles are here at the Economic and Workforce Development. Sure. So again, my name is Marcy Kasner. I am known as the Workforce Connections Team Manager. And really what that is, it's where businesses, employers want to post jobs, do hiring events, and then job seekers want help with resumes, interviewing. So those two different customer groups are served under Workforce Connections team, thus the connection, trying to you know connect the businesses and the job seekers together. And then another team that I support is called the Veterans Service Office. So those are for our veterans who may want to understand more about their benefits and then also come in and do like a, perhaps a claim with the VA. And we help them navigate the VA system. Thank you, Marcy. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and Daniel, my name is Mark Johnston, and uh, I am the Associate Director of our Talent and Workforce Development Services here at Larimer County. And I have the pleasure to support Marcy and the suite of other services that we offer here to the community, in particular, the talent development side of our system. Again, thank you all for being here. And just to get a little bit more about your background, how long have you two been at the Larimer County Economic Workforce Development and in this area? In- yeah. In general. Yeah, so I moved here in um, 2003 from the Midwest. I'm from born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa. We always vacationed here ever since I was a kid, and so it always felt like a second home to me. And when the opportunity was available to me to move out here, I took it. And so I moved here in 2003. All right. Yeah. And, and did you start here? I did, well, I started with another partner agency, but the actual job itself was on site here. So I feel like I've literally been here, except for a two-year period of time where I went and did some other work up in Estes. But most of my time then in Colorado has been here. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah. So a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how about you, Mark? Yeah. I've been in the Larimer County community for close to 25 years. I was born and raised in the Quad Cities of Illinois, right on the Mississippi River. Made my way here in the late, late 90s. And as for economic and workforce development, I've just surpassed my 21st year of work here. So yeah, kind of kind of working my way through a handful of different positions to where now I've landed here uh, as our associate director. Wow. I'm just curious, have there been 
because you all have been here for, for quite a while now. Have you seen, I mean, not counting the last two years, because that's about the biggest shift anyone has seen, but have things, have things really kind of evolved? I'm, I'm guessing maybe technology and computers has just oh, become yes. more and more important oh, for... Absolutely. And I would tell you that what we experienced during the Great Recession, because that's when I had left for a period of time and then came back. And when I came back, I came back right during the Great Recession, like it was 2009. And the difference that I saw before I left for this other job and then came back was incredible. We often have job postings of anywhere between, you know, 20 to 100 jobs a day that come out. And when I came back in 2009, there would be days we had none, absolutely none. Wow. Yeah, it, it, was, it was that stark of a difference. I will tell you now, we kind of, going into COVID, we anticipated something that would look much like the Great Recession. And quickly that changed where, as it is now, employers are desperate for people. They're desperate for workers. This is a very, very different economy than I've ever been involved in. There's nothing that I can even relate it to. Wow. Yeah, it's very <laughs> unusual. So this is the time if you're if you need to clean up or just get your resume <laughs> polished, now is the time. Yeah, if you like. need any help with that. Well, I and you know, you brought up technology. Much like what happened to all of us during COVID, we got pushed into technology whether we were comfortable with it or not. And the people that we find now that are reaching out for a lot of our help are struggling with technology because you know, they just either came from an era that there wasn't technology, or even if there are younger, they didn't grow up with a lot of technology. So, so much job searching now is done online or can be supported by online platforms. If you don't have the skills for that, that's very challenging at this time. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that, that's something I, my role at the Loveland Library right now, mm -hmm. I don't do as much of this, but in, in previous positions, it seemed like people would go to a place to apply and always be go online. And so they'd come to the library to, yes. and that's, I mean, even in thinking about that time, the 2000s, mid 2000s, where I was handing in paper application, it just seems like that is. That's pretty almost, much gone. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Unless it's a small business mm -hmm. or something, it's, yep. they have some kind of streamlined online oh, job really, application yeah, process. Really, that's the truth. I mean, 21 years ago, I, I can distinctly remember opening up a phone book. And combing through that phone book uh, across different employer partners or these are some targeted employers we'd like to partner with. And to see just the dramatic shift over those 20 years into digital work has been pretty tremendous. Yeah. And, and even, I mean, the last two years have probably just accelerated that idea, too, of if you're going to interview you're inter you might be interviewing online or through Zoom or something, which is just another, I mean, it opens up flexibility, but it also creates that technological barrier. So, so we've added that because that, again, trying to keep up with what's happening in the changing economy, we've added that option instead of an in-person mock interview, which we do here, and it can help people as long as they've got a job description, we'll create what we assume will be good questions they'll be asked. We would do that in person. We can still offer that. But now we've moved to um, phone and or Zoom and doing that and then hitting record if they're willing to do that so that they can then look back at it with their employment coach to watch kind of how they answered and perhaps what were strengths in that and then what might be areas for them to improve. Yeah, that sounds incredibly helpful. That's mm -hmm. like <laughs> getting to, to take a prep test or something and yep. then kind of see some of those answers. We just had some, you know, just some times where we really paid attention to how many 
times we offered that in a month and then what the results were. And so out of seven people in a month that we did mock interviews with, five of those people got employed in the job that they interviewed for with, uh, you know, that they brought to us and said, I've got an interview. Here's the job I'm going to interview for. Can you help me with this? So I, we do think it works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, it really, I've done some online interviews now and it is, it's very different. Mm -hmm. And and I've done some interviews and it is even more different than that. So I'm, I'm sure that that preparation is, is extremely helpful. Before we get into what you all are currently offering now and some more, we've touched a little bit on those services, but mm-hmm. I'm just curious, what was your journey to working at the Lamar County Economic Workforce Development? And since mm-hmm. you've both been doing this work for, for a long time, I'm assuming that there's some things that are just really gratifying about it. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to tee off here. So again, almost 25 years in the community in the first three to four of those years found myself working in a drug and alcohol treatment center here locally. The population that I was hired to serve was young men and women who were transitioning from incarceration back into the community. And through those early phases of my career, that's where I think I started to populate some of these skills associated with how do I help somebody, in this case a person with barriers, re-engage and a huge part of of that re-engagement is finding meaningful work. So started to kind of assemble uh, my tool belt uh, in that uh, respect. Additionally, I also tripped into experiential learning really more in the adventure therapy outdoor recreation in that same organization. So I really fell in love and started to believe in this concept of, of work and work and experience. From there, became an employment specialist working with young adults here out of our department back in the early 2000s and used those skills, experience, the experiential components to really start helping young adults find their pathways here in Larimer County. And within three, four years, had a manager position offered to me where then I was able to support 15 to 20 staff in a given year doing similar work across adults and laid off workers and veterans and and young people. And then it's been probably about nine months since, eight, nine months since I've then made a transition into our associate director position. So for me, I'm kind of a story of learning some knowledge, skills, and ability that was related to the work. It got me in the door and then from there, just kind of grew within the organization. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting start. I mean, that seems helping those folks who are with drug and alcohol problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's probably a pretty intense way to help shift them into some kind of employment. But Absolutely. Yeah. It's certainly gratifying. And, and you begin to learn some things along the way that helped kind of inform how I approached work, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Marcy? So that's what's so interesting because Mark and I, you know, we got to know each other when I started working here. And lo and behold, my background in Des Moines was almost entirely drug and alcohol treatment. Worked at one treatment center in Des Moines for 15 years and ended up the director of that program. Then it was time to move to Colorado and looked in the paper. So when you were talking about phone book, I looked in the paper and uh, applied for a position with what was then a local mental health center. And they had a contract here that offered mental health therapy to certain population groups that were served out of what was then the workforce center, but economic and workforce development. 
and I became one of those mental health therapists. So that's what I did. And I did that for about a year. And then a position in the Loveland office when we were on 4th Street opened up for an intensive employment specialist. So those coaches, employment specialists, would be working with participants who had, you know, mental health barriers, physical disability that they might be needing to pursue, or drug and alcohol. And it's, that felt very, those are my people. And so it's like, that worked really well for me. And what I liked about it, I think, was there was a very, typically you could see a a result of the of the work that the two of you did because the person was successful in whatever endeavor they were going after whatever baby steps or larger steps you were you were working on so sometimes in mental health seeing that reward and that outcome for someone or certainly in drug addiction can be years in the making so it it's a little bit more I don't want to say instant gratification, but there's you see the reward quicker. And then a, I think in Loveland, an office supervisor position opened when that person retired. And so I applied for that and was given that honor to be the office supervisor for many years in Loveland. And then more recently, the Workforce Connections team manager and VSO. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that is really fascinating that you had that uh-huh. crossover. And yeah. Is there anyone else in <laughs> who works here who has a similar background? Is it really just the... Is there somebody else with drug and alcohol? Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. But oh. therapists, um, yeah. we've had people certainly with some backgrounds like that. You know, um, human services, for sure. But, you know, it's, in, it's interesting just talking about this and reflecting because I, I think we feel like we can train knowledge, skills, and abilities in the art of workforce development, Mm -hmm. in the art of employer relationships. But there's some instincts, too, that come with many of the staff who who are here, active listening, real authentic listening, being able to to ask open-ended questions, and that curiosity where a person can kind of tell you their story. Hopefully through that, we can begin to build some trust and some relationships and when, and when you then have a relationship, really it opens up then, I had talked about this tool belt of all these different services that we can really connect people into. So the, yeah, those are just some of those natural skills that I think regardless of what education, regardless of what journey has brought you into this system, those are some key competencies. So, yeah. Marcy, what well, would you add? Well, I, I would just say that, you know, the relationship to me is so key, whether it's working with an employer or whether it's working with a job seeker, because sometimes you do have to have hard conversations when you see perhaps something that's, you know, self-defeating in their, their attempt at a job or a resume or, or, again, something in their interview. And sometimes those are uncomfortable conversations. But when you have that relationship and that rapport and people know they that we care, which is even in part of our mission statement. But when people feel that, then you can have some really tough conversations with people and really help them and their journey. That really, as you were talking about that, that just makes it makes so much sense to me because it really is that relationship building and having some of those skills where it's not like you can really be prepared for that from any one place, but you have to come in with these people skills Mm -hmm. and ways to develop that kind of trust and rapport. And because it it might be a situation where this is a kind of years long (laughs) project or endeavor for you. And sometimes maybe it is a quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. They're able to get a job. That's that's really interesting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a commonality we have with our Loveland Library partner, I'd like to think is there's really no wrong door. We both serve Mm -hmm. the community. 
you know, for us, you can start working at age 14. So I like to kind of say, we serve everyone 14 to 114. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the same value that our Loveland Library partner has. And when you think of CBOs, community-based organizations, oftentimes there's niches. But Marcy's team, you could see a laid-off worker who's had a 30-year career at 9 a.m., and at 10.30, you see someone who's very different, you know, embracing that diversity, recognizing that everybody has a story. If we can stop and learn the story, uh, we're in a better position to serve. Oh, a- absolutely. Just as you said that, it made me think how libraries are a place where you see people from every walk of life, mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. socioeconomic status, mm-hmm. and with us, they could be in the library all day. Mm-hmm. And so it really is the type of thing where we have to have the ability to create some kind of rapport where their experience is not only good, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, if we can connect them to a partner like you all, because that is a need that they have, that also requires an element of trust there where, hey, I'm, I'm going to help you and here's, here's what's going to work. And I can listen to your story and I can find a way where this is going to work for you. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's probably a lot more mm-hmm. crossover than yeah. one would think. Yeah. And speaking of what you all do here, overall, what what is the mission, especially for, for folks who maybe heard the Larimer County Economic Workforce Development, or maybe mm-hmm. this is a new yeah. uh, a thing that they, they haven't heard of? Yeah, sure. Um, what what kind of is your, your mission and, and we've touched on some of those job services and, and helping people prepare, but what are those resources and things that you all provide? Yeah, I'm happy to, to share that. And our hope is that our staff really embrace the spirit of this two-sentence mission. This first sentence describes a little bit more about who we are, and then the second one we feel is as important of a sentence because it talks about our values. So the Larimer County Economic and Workforce Development connects people to meaningful work and businesses to the talent and resources, improving our community's well-being. That's the first sentence. The second sentence that I'd like to highlight is, we care and our customers matter. And again, I think that second sentence really embodies how our staff show up every day as they either walk in or they log in from a remote work location to serve. What's kind of the broad sense of services and resources people have? And I know when I walked in here, mm-hmm. <laughs> it seemed like someone was being helped to to get on a computer and maybe yeah. have a, a kind of a one-on-one with someone, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we absolutely do that again, back to the whole issue around technology. The people that we're often seeing now struggle with that. And other people just may not have access to the internet right now, or they may need, maybe their device isn't working at home. So they come here, they can copy things off, they can fax things for free. If they get stuck somewhere on a job application, they can come up to the front, we'll come over, look over their shoulder, and yeah, this is what it means, we help them with that. How do I attach a resume to this job application? Those are the kinds of things hands-on that will happen out here, often the computer lab. Some of the other things that you'll see out here is, We have a new program now called Digital Roots, actually partnered with all of our libraries, including the Loveland Public Library. And what that really is geared toward are people who are struggling with technology and need really intense assistance, particularly in the beginning, getting familiar. They will get a Google Chromebook, and these are for job seekers. So somebody job seeking doesn't really have that skill set can come and get help with that. We will sit beside them for what it takes to kind of get them somewhat comfortable with the equipment. And then we send them home with it to practice. 
if they get stuck or want more training, we refer them sometimes to the library. Sometimes we might bring them back for one demonstration or another demonstration. That's been real big. We have a lot of people that you'll see often pods here that that's what they're doing. And then another thing you'll see sometimes on site is when somebody's filing for unemployment, there are questions about doing that and the claim. So we can answer general questions, but now they've also added, because of all the fraud that occurred during COVID with unemployment, they've added a component now where you have to basically go through a system called ID.me, and that can be a real onerous process for people, particularly people that aren't comfortable with technology. So you'll see sometimes our staff off to the side helping those folks. So those are some of the things on site. Things that we can do virtually, people can um, electronically send us their resume, and we can do a review for them and then send it back electronically to them with some samples. Mock interviews, again, we've talked about those, we can offer those. Cover letters, some people want us to review cover letters or how to develop them. And then of course we have several job seeker workshops that people can go to. LinkedIn profiles, you know, those kinds of things. How do I develop one? Because <laughs> right, yeah. that's really critical now too for certain kinds of jobs, not all jobs, but certain jobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that, that kind of leads me, because I was, I was just wondering, do people have to fit any kind of requirements or is it really anyone seeking employment can reach out to you all and and get assistance? Absolutely. And okay. just like Mark said, from 14 up to 114 okay. and, and beyond if needed. But yes, absolutely. Anybody. It's federally funded, this particular program, this Workforce Connections program. And that's the whole point of it is it's really open to any type of job seeker, employed, unemployed, or underemployed. We also are seeing a lot of folks right now who want to be retrained because the other, you know, we hear about the great resignation. That is not really what we're seeing. What we're seeing a lot of, people are resigning, but we're also seeing people that are really hungry for a new career. And so the other term I've heard often with this economy right now is the great reassessment. And so we have one training form, so people only have to find that one training form and then fill out what's on there, submit it electronically, we will review it, and within a day or two, we will try and have people referred into one of basically four training scholarship programs that we have right now, depending on what kind of eligibility they present us. And we will, as I've told Mark, this team digs under every rock to try and find a way to help people get the training dollars they need to go back to school. So Yeah, that's amazing. And I didn't even know that, but really, if you're at any point in this job seeking or changing careers or, you know, someone who's, this is going to be their first job or someone who's just getting back, you, it's worth connecting with you all because you all are going to help them, whether it's, yeah, polishing that resume, the application process itself. It mm-hmm. really seems like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worth connecting with you all because love to help them. you have so much, so much to offer people. Yep. We're going to do our best to really find a place to plug that person in, whether Mm -hmm. it's a Mm one-time service and it sets the person out into the community on their own, or a two, three-year long-term case management relationship, Mm -hmm. we're going to do our best to find out where someone fits. I think that's awesome. And (laughs) people should should really take advantage of that because, like you said, there's people changing careers, all of these barriers, whether it's technology or the interview process itself. Mm-hmm. It's just getting getting that little bit of help can, mm-hmm. can make all the difference, make people more comfortable. Are there any facets of your job right now that you're particularly proud of or you enjoy being involved with the most? 
I know right now it's probably, <laughs> things, things are probably different and you're probably having to change things or approach things differently, but. Yeah, you know, boy, there, there's all sorts of things, but you know, one thing that gets me kind of wound up is, and Marcy and I had this experience today, we're getting together with a new federal investment of resources and we begin to kind of uh, see that service delivery take shape. And then when we see that move to implementation and, and we help, and in this case, it happens to be a future service that will look to upskill existing employees in Larimer County, employee development, into the new skill or the new license or the new certificate that both benefits the person and the employer. When we have those moments and it starts to crystallize and you begin to imagine it, that gets exciting because, it, again, it's another tool that we have to help advance our community. And Mark knows this because I've shared this repeatedly with him, but, you know, I've been in this part of the work for some time now, and this is the first time, and it's unfortunate that it's due to COVID, but because of the funding coming down because of COVID, this team has been able to offer these training dollars to people who in the past would have come and we would have helped them with their resumes and the interviewing process and all those things but we wouldn't have been able to give them a scholarship. And now we are. And when I see how many people we've helped and I get an email from the actual employment specialist that's working with these folks head on and she sends me one of their emails after they've completed their, their short-term training, it just makes my day, yeah, you know, it just I makes mean, my day. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. wow, this is, this, is, this is real stuff that's yeah. changing people's lives. Yeah, that and is, that's so impactful. It I is. It's, <laughs> yeah, and we just, this team in particular hasn't had that opportunity in the past. So it's just been really, it's been incredible to be here. It's very, very heartwarming and exciting right now. Yeah, and, and if folks, if they're hearing this and they themselves or they know someone who could benefit from reaching out to you all or, or accessing some of these services or, or just getting in touch with what might help them in their situation, uh, how would you recommend that, that they do that, that they reach out to you all? If they're comfortable with technology, our website has a ton of information on it. And so that is larimer.org slash EWD for economic workforce development. If they'd prefer to call, then our main number is 970-498-6600. And again, just kind of telling us what they're looking for or leave us a message if we happen to be working with somebody at the front desk. Because typically if somebody's, just so everybody knows, if somebody is in front of us, we're helping them and then the phone does go to voicemail. But we always call our people back within the same day that they've called us. And when they get help, it'll be here at this building? Well, or we, so we, you know, we are not at the Peridot office, the Larimer County Peridot office at this time, but we are getting out into the community more and we have our longstanding partnership with your library. So we are there and we'll start that back up now that COVID's better. We'll start that back up in March where we're on site every Monday afternoon. And so people can drop in, they can schedule and we look forward to seeing them in Loveland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll make sure that, that that website is right at the top of the show notes so people can go right Great. there as well as the phone number. Are, are there any upcoming events or workshops that people should know about in the next couple of months? We definitely want people to know about the training interest form. That's that one form that gets them, if they're interested in retraining into a short-term certificate, license, anything along those lines, and can be done within 12 months. 
and they have some kind of COVID impact, we definitely want them to reach out to us. Upcoming, Mark mentioned this incumbent worker program, and we hope to have that. We've recently hired the position, so we hope to have that up and running actually by July 1, if not a little bit before. Um, And so, you know, if there's some employers out there that happen to hear this and they're thinking about Boy, we've wanted to do this forever for our employees, but we really, with COVID and all that's happened to our office or our company, we just couldn't afford it. Be looking and watching for that (laughs) because that will be really important. And we hope to get that out in a lot of different ways so that the community, the business community in particular knows. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then how about just kind of the remainder of the year? Are there big things that on the horizon that people should also know about or? We always do job seeker workshops. So that's always listed on our website. We offer access to statewide workshops as well. And a lot of those can be very different. So it's kind of interesting for people to come in and look at that as well. But then we often get employers right now who are hiring. And so we, throughout the year, will have hiring events. And so always kind of watching ahead for those. Um, We just had one last Friday. So, you know, my guess is within the next month, we'll have at least another one or two of those. Another seasonal opportunity that's unfolding here, and the timing's great with the podcast dropping here in, in March, is in our young adult services. We call these career rise services. We've got our summer employment nights kicking off. So imagine it's an open house of sorts. This year, we are going to do another virtual open house, Tuesday, March 1st, focusing in our Loveland community, Wednesday, March 9th, focusing in our Fort Collins community. However, you can be from anywhere and find great value. You don't just have to align with your your home community. And what I think really what this does is it kicks off our seasonal hiring for teen employment. So imagine an employer panel list who will be moderated really the spirit of helping young people answer some pretty important questions around from an employer perspective how do i find work oftentimes it's not the parent or sometimes even the career counselor who can help influence that young adult it's hearing it from the business we have metro lux 14 city of loveland jacks uh, outdoor gear farm and ranch uh, out of loveland and culver's joining us for that panel here in our Loveland community, and then we're switch gears with the city of Fort Collins, Chipper Lanes, Chick-fil-A, and Holiday Twin Drive-In. And all eight of those employers are traditional teen employers. So we're going to kick that off at 530, and then we're going to showcase our services here at Economic and Workforce. And real quickly, we're going to have 35, 40 paid internships we're going to help facilitate for 16 to 18 year olds. It's also where you can meet the Larimer County Conservation Corps. So we've been administering that Corps for almost 30 years, where you can imagine young people may have one crew 16 and up, but mostly 18 to 25 working out in our public spaces, doing fire mitigation, flood restoration, trail maintenance, et cetera, types of work. Boy, we'll probably hire four or five teams worth of people beginning with these events. So it'll be March 1st and March 9th. Uh, And uh, as Marcy mentioned our website earlier, uh, Larimer, L-A-R-I-M-E-R dot org backslash E-W-D. You can find the Career Rise page and then you can register for those events online and then just be prepared to kind of engage. It's open to young people. It's open to parents. If you're a community partner and you're interested, 
If you're a grandparent who's supporting a young person in your home, it's open to the public. And do you all, do you do special hiring events for veterans? We do. Any hiring event that we do, veterans are the first invited into that, and they are only veterans that are invited in. And then after that certain period of time is done, then the remainder of the hiring event is for other folks. Okay. Same with in-person job fairs. We do that same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And then before we wrap things up, I always like to ask... Is there anything that any authors or books that you like in particular or even anything that uh, you've been watching? Oh, boy. So I'm I'm a big fiction reader. Helps me kind of unplug at night. I am reading currently Justin Cronin, I think, is the, um, the author. I think it's his first book, The Passage. I am about... Probably three quarters away through that seven, eight hundred page <laughs> book, um, but it's keeping my attention. So, you know, in that same spirit, I'm just a big Stephen King fan, yeah. kind of uh, Dean Koontz, kind of kind of that genre. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And, and for me, I'm a nonfiction person, so okay. I read a lot of nonfiction. Right now I'm reading When I Was Puerto Rican by Ismerelda Santiago for a book club that I'm in. And about done with that one, that's really been interesting and fascinating. And there are actually questions we're going to answer in the book club at the end of that one. Probably the last book I got that was not book club related that I just really got my attention was Dope Sick. And then I watched the show on um, Hulu, which was, it's well, it's a tough topic, but it was really important for me being in, you know, my background in drug addiction and all the opiate addiction. So, and then I love the movie 14 Peaks. So that's the part that drew me to Colorado is the mountains. And so there's <laughs> yeah. a movie on Netflix right now called 14 Peaks. It's just phenomenal. So. All right. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. I'll also include those in the show notes as well, in case people want to see what that material is all about. I'm sure we've got those books in our collection. Mark and Marcy, thank you so much for being on the Loveland Libcast Really appreciate you being on an episode and sharing everything about the Larimer County Economic and Workforce Development, what you all do. We're just so pleased with our partnership. And yeah, as you mentioned, in in March, your staff will be back at the library in Loveland. They do appointments and they meet with people Monday afternoon. So people can call that number if they want to arrange an appointment like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I implore people to, to get in touch with you all if, if they have any kind of employment needs, job searching, or they want to access some of those services. So uh, thank you again for, for joining the Loveland Libcast. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, you're welcome. That's it for this show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.